0: Welcome back to Spooky Sis Podcast. I am, of course, your Spooky Sis Allie. I wanted to give some updates from last week, so I didn't end up asking out the guy from the gym. I actually totally just aborted the mission. (laughs) I went to the gym, I think the day after my podcast aired last week, or two days after or something. And he was there. And so I texted my roommate and I was like, oh my gosh, he's here. Jim Boy's here. So she's like, try to send me like an incognito picture or something. So I sent like the most blurry, faraway picture just so, just to see if she could recognize him because she goes there too. And, you know, I deleted it afterwards. I wasn't trying to be creepy. And she was like, oh, abort mission. He goes there a lot with this blonde girl, and I think they're dating. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to abort. So I didn't talk to him. But I've never seen him there with a blonde girl. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe at some point I'll talk to him. But I'm pretty sure he's also like a little baby child. (laughs) He's probably like 23. So maybe I'll just completely abort the entire mission. So... (laughs) Um, let's see. I had a really great date last week. And for now, I'm just gonna call him Park City. So he also might maybe listen to this. So for now, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It was a really great date. And we're just gonna see what happens with Park City. Um, I do wanna maintain some mystery if he, uh, happens to listen to this. So keep listening for updates on park city. (laughs) Um, so here's a not so fun update. Um, I feel like, I feel like the gods are punishing me for, (laughs) for getting laid. Um, I woke up Saturday in the most God awful pain. And it was like 5am. I think I woke from a dead sleep and i just had this horrible pain like in my lower abdomen and i kind of laid there and opened my eyes and i was like oh that pain doesn't feel good and then i, I noticed i was like kind of sweating and i was like uh oh i think this might be a uti so i went to the bathroom I, I peed and it was literally like a knife is just being stabbed straight up through my lady parts Like, for those of you other ladies who have ever had a UTI, they are awful. I would never wish that on my worst enemy. Well, maybe my worst enemy, but I would never wish that on somebody that I care about. (laughs) So I've had UTIs before, but this one, for some reason, was so much more painful than any of the other ones I've ever had. And sorry if this is TMI, but I think we're beyond the TMI factor on this podcast. So if you don't like it, don't listen. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm in a ton of pain and (laughs) I end up laying on the floor of the bathroom. I'm just like profusely sweating. I'm in so much pain. Like it's just constant pain. It's like, there's no relief. And I just constantly feel this urgency that I have to keep peeing, but you know, then nothing comes out except for blood. So I ended up doing a telemed with this medical app thing that you can download. and Because I knew that my doctor's office was not going to answer at 6 a.m. when I'm dying on my bathroom floor. So I ended up, thankfully, connecting with this um, doctor on this app. So she does a brief telemed with me. I tell her my symptoms while I'm just dying on the bathroom floor. And she's like, okay, I'll put through a prescription for you, uh, for an antibiotic. So I'm like, great pharmacy doesn't open for a couple hours. So I'm like, I'm just going to crawl back to bed and die. (laughs) So I do manage to fall back asleep, but I woke up a couple times over the next like two or three hours, just in like cold sweats. Like I definitely had a fever and I was just still continuously in so much pain. So finally... I get the text that my prescription's ready, so I'm like, okay, gonna get up, I'm gonna drive to get my prescription, and then I'm gonna come home and go back to bed. So I go downstairs and I try to eat, and I almost puke, because I just, I'm so nauseated from the pain, But I'm like, okay, I can do this, I'm a big girl, I can do this. This is when I need to put the ego aside and actually ask for help. I should have asked for a ride, but I was like... I can do it, I got this, you know? So I get in the car <laughs> and I'm I'm probably like maybe a minute away from my house at this point, I've pulled out, I'm like down the street and just the urgency again to pee is just unbearable. And I'm like, I'm literally gonna pee in my car. <laughs> and just the pain is so bad so i'm like sweating while i'm driving it's like to the point where you've been holding it for a long time like if you're in the car and you're like oh my gosh i can't hold it anymore and then you start sweating that's what i that's what i was dealing with so i managed to get to the store and i immediately run in and use the bathroom and then i have relief for like one minute (laughs) of this pain and the urgency and then i go stand in line to pick up my prescription and I must have looked so bad because I felt awful. I'm profusely sweating again, just like a monster. <laughs> and I just probably looked like a ghost. Like, I was just, I don't think there was any blood left in my face. Like, I just felt like I was going to pass out, pass away, basically, at this point. Um, And the pharmacist looks at me and she's like, oh, honey, do you want to sit down? I'm like, yeah, I probably should. So I sat down and she was like filling my prescription and there was an issue with my my insurance and I was just like so out of it. I was like, I don't care. I'll just pay out of pocket. Like I don't, I don't have the mental capacity right now to like figure this out with you. And she was so sweet and she was like, I'll run a, a coupon so that it's cheaper. And so come to find out when I'm like back in a good brain functionality, <laughs> when I'm not clouded over with this immense pain that I'm dealing with. I am an idiot, and I had been trying to use my old insurance card, which for some reason I had still in my wallet, from my old job, and not the new ones that I have with my new job. So no wonder it wasn't working, but whatever. Got my prescription, took it immediately, got some pain pills. Um, One thing I did forget to mention was with the telemed, the doctor said with how (laughs) how severe my symptoms are, she was like, you at this point potentially have like, a kidney infection so she was like watch the pain levels if if your fever persists or if like you get really bad pain in your lower back you should probably go to the ER I'm like all right that's not good <laughs> so anyway really fun weekend that I had um but yeah anyway so um from now on I will be taking some really good cranberry supplements because I want to avoid ever having one of these again. And I got some good recommendations. I mean, they're everywhere. You can literally go to like Walgreens or CVS or even Walmart and just grab a cranberry supplement. So just another really fun thing of being a woman that we have to deal with. (laughs) Um, so, oh yeah, here's another little thing that I wanted to touch on. Back in episode six, I had mentioned a moment where after a date, my date didn't walk me to my car. And then there was this whole like <laughs> argumentative thing that happened on TikTok with all these comments when I posted a video about it saying like, do you guys think he should have walked me to my car or not? Because <laughs> it was a dark parking lot and blah, blah, blah. So here's another story that can help you make a better decision when it comes to these sort of things. So I um, was at the gym. This was a couple days ago and this is during the day. So it's not at night. So I pull up to the gym and I'm sitting in my car still. Uh, I'm just kind of chilling, looking at my phone, looking over what I'm supposed to lift that day, kind of picking out some music that I want to listen to. Kind of like pumping myself up to get out of the car. (laughs) Because you know what? You're not going to be motivated every day. But I still went. That's all that matters. So while I'm sitting there looking at my phone, um, this dude kind of jump scared me because he walked in between my car and the car next to me, but like on my passenger side. And so then I started watching him because, you know, he frightened me. And he was kind of like looking in the car. And so I thought he was like going to pull his keys out and get in the car. He kind of glanced into the car and then he like kept walking. So I was like, that's weird. So I just had that one of those gut feelings, you know, where you feel spooky about something. So I'm like, I'm going to keep watching him cuz that was just like a weird thing that happened. So he continued to walk around the parking lot. Um and he would stop and he would like look into the cars and he was like all around the parking lot like he walked behind into like several rows behind me all the way to like the left of me and he kept looking into the cars and he wasn't like trying to unlock any of them I didn't see him like try to open any of the doors but it was still like a little weird so he actually walked by my car again but he came on my side in between the car and then we made eye contact and Let me just tell you, like, do you ever have just those moments where you just feel really bad energy from someone? Like, that was one of those moments. And I was like, ooh, that's not a good dude. So I continued to watch him walk around the parking lot, but he kept, like, kind of looking over in my direction because I think at this point he knew that I was, like, kind of watching him. So I got out of my car finally, and I start walking towards the gym. And I can see him, like, over my right shoulder for a minute, so I'm kind of, like, side-eyeing him. And then I like kind of casually like look over my shoulder and he's staring right at me. So I kind of walk a little faster and then I get into the gym and the whole front of the gym is like a bunch of windows, but it's like kind of tinted. So I'm standing there and I'm watching him through these like semi-tinted windows and he continued to look at a few cars. And then he walked all the way across the parking lot, like, eight rows over to where his car was like forever away parked and then he got in his car and he like peeled out and it's like this beat up i don't even know what it was so me being me i went up to the front desk and i said this is so weird but did this guy come in that had this outfit on and i explained the whole outfit he had on because like If you've learned anything from listening to crime podcasts, it's good to just pick up details about somebody if you have a weird feeling about them. So I could explain the whole outfit he had on, what he looked like, basically his height. And it was a pretty like bizarre outfit. And so I feel like they would have remembered him coming in. He had these really weird leggings on that were like this black and white pattern. And then he was carrying like a military backpack. And they were like, no, I don't think he came in here. And so I was like, okay. And I told them like the whole interaction and they were like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, I just like want to give you guys a heads up. Cause there is like this thing that happens in our gym for some reason in our parking lot, the cars get broken into a lot. And so they have all these signs all around that say like, be careful leaving stuff on your your front seat, you know, keep your keys with you at the gym or like put them in a locker or whatever. So anyway, that was during the day, you guys. (laughs) So next time you question walking somebody to their car, just do it. <laughs> Even if you don't like them, because there's weird people out during the day, too. It's not just at night when it's dark. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming to my TED Talk about walking people to their cars. Okay, so last week was Groundhog's Day, and... That little shit Phil apparently saw his shadow, and so there's six more weeks of winter. So I was feeling really annoyed about it because I'm like, why are we letting this stupid little rodent (laughs) tell us how the rest of our season is going to be? And by the way, I love the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. If you haven't seen it, we can't be friends, and I forbid you from listening to this podcast any longer. (laughs) Just kidding. Just go watch the movie. And funny enough, the movie actually isn't filmed in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. It's filmed in Illinois. But whatever, I still love it. So for those of you that don't know the history of Groundhog Day, well, you're in luck because I looked up a little brief synopsis for you because I was actually curious about how it started and why we do this. It's a really weird thing, right? So, there's a large German-Dutch population that moved to Pennsylvania. They immigrated there. And, you know, this was a long time ago. There's a German tradition of Candlemas, which was always celebrated on February 2nd. So, this is a historically Christian holiday, but was originally a pagan celebration. And that is... Typical with a lot of things that are Christian, they used to be pagan. As you are seeing um, in a lot of the things that I talk about, it's just a common theme. With Christianity, they took over a lot of the pagan stuff. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, the pagan celebration was called in bulk. Imbolc, I m b o l c. Um so basically on this day if a beast sees its shadow when it comes out of hibernating um then there would be more winter weather um and it was celebrated halfway between winter solstice and spring equinox so the beasts that they would look for their shadows i guess um they were there were a couple things that i found online it was like a badger a hedgehog a bear Very interesting. I feel like the day would be a lot more interesting if it was like a bear or a hedgehog or even a badger, you know? But um, the Christian celebration was the day of the Virgin Mary. Um, In France, Candlemas is called La Chandelure. And it's the day that the manger scenes would be put away. (laughs) So for all of you guys that still have your Christmas decorations up, just know that you are in good company with the French because they keep theirs up until Groundhog Day. (laughs) Um, And In France, it's also the day of crepes, which I'm, like, totally in support of that. Anything with a good crepe, like, I'm here for it. So the crepes were used because their round shape and the golden color refers to the sun and its return after a long, dark winter. Like, sign me up. I'm down. Um... So, okay, so, like, initially, like I said, in Germany, if, like, a hedgehog, for instance, appeared on Candlemast and Solid Shadow, there would be a second winter. But theirs was only four weeks. I don't know why or when ours became six weeks. Um, so, German immigrants, when they came to PA, Pennsylvania, they used a groundhog instead because that was a more common beast around them. And that's why it became Groundhog Day fun huh so Punxsutawney Pennsylvania is where they do this ceremony every year and the groundhog that they use his name is Phil (laughs) and there's this inner circle of men that are the ones that run the ceremony and I don't know if they're like voted into this inner circle or if it's something that you like inherit your grandfathered in I don't know seems like a cult um, they wear tuxes and top hats and they consult with Phil on Groundhog's Day when he comes out of his little house that they have made for him that's called Gobbler's Knob. And <laughs> insert all the Freudian slips you want right here because that is one of the most horrific names I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, so he comes out of his little wooden house and they and apparently only the men of the inner circle can speak Groundhog language. So they talk to him, and then they say, "Oh, he saw his shadow, or he didn't see a shadow," and then everything is declared. So this is the thing that I find infuriating about this whole thing. First of all, it's a bunch of men that run it. Like I think that's why it seems like a cult, and it's just really outdated and silly. Like let's be honest, um, they decide beforehand what the outcome is going to be. Which, like, I obviously knew that this wasn't, like, real. I knew that the groundhog didn't come out and, like, see a shadow. And they were like, oh, he looked and saw his shadow, you know. I knew it wasn't real. But I hate that they, like, decide it beforehand and they script it. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Why are we still celebrating this? Um, I also thought this was funny. It's been noted on Wikipedia that there are 12 incidents since 1999 where Phil saw his shadow but it was actually cloudy on the day. So there would be no way possible that he could actually have seen his shadow. So just another fact to let you know that it's a bunch of <laughs> Um Those in the inner circle claim that there has only ever been one Phil ever since 1886, that he is immortal, <laughs> which is even more silly and stupid and more culty like is this the Illuminati with a groundhog as their leader maybe he's a vampire I don't know and then there was some drama last year when a report went viral that Phil had died and everybody lost their shit about it but it actually turned out that it was his nemesis Milltown (laughs) Mel, in New Jersey (laughs) so apparently groundhogs got beef too with each other in different states you know so anyway, Milltown male died, not Phil. Um, but Phil definitely isn't immortal because that's ridiculous and we all know that that's not real. Um, but traditionally, they used to eat the groundhog after the ceremony. So I'm not sure if they continue to do that, but they used to do it. Um, apparently, <laughs> roasted groundhog is a traditional thing that the Pennsylvania Dutch still eat. And it's very similar to rabbit from what I read on Google. So I'm not going to try it though. So if any of you want to try it, just let me know. So um, I think some women should take over this whole day and we should like make it something new. We should maybe go back to like the in bulk roots, maybe like eat a feast and celebrate spring showing up soon, burn some fires bring this the sun back sooner, you know, that just sounds a little a little more realistic than a groundhog. I don't know. What do I know, right? But maybe I'll maybe I'll start a petition and we can help Phil retire so that he can enjoy the rest of his immortality at peace. <laughs> so now on to a different holiday which is valentine's day it's next week on tuesday see you next tuesday (laughs) um you know i personally am not a fan of valentine's day i've never really liked it and the older i get i have just come to realize that it's so forced and there's so much pressure, and it's so phony, I just, I'm not a fan. I feel like there shouldn't be one day where we focus on love and being in healthy, good relationships. I think that should happen every day, so I personally like how I want to petition helping Phil the groundhog retire. I think Valentine's Day should be abolished, (laughs) and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this, but I also want to go into a little history of Valentine's Day, for those of you that don't know. So Valentine's Day started as a very dark, bloody, and super sexual day. And I didn't know some of these things that I ended up looking up, but the one that I did know um, is about St. Valentine. So Valentine's Day is named after him, obviously, but he was martyred... (laughs) supposedly on this day by being beheaded and apparently it was super bloody and gory and it just makes me laugh that now it's become this like love day when originally it was a day where like him and a bunch of other people got murdered and there was blood everywhere (laughs) super dark um let's go to the the ancient romans next for more history of valentine's day so, from February 13th to the 15th, the Romans celebrated the Feast of Lupercalia. The men would sacrifice animals, like a goat and a dog, <laughs> and then they would whip the women with the hides of the animals that they had just murdered. Sounds real lovey-dovey, right? Um, so they were like having this big festival and they were all drinking and super drunk and they'd been feasting all day they murder these animals and then <laughs> they're whipping these women with these animal hides and apparently they believed that this would make the women fertile which clearly scientifically that is not a real thing <laughs> but they were stupid back then so um, <laughs> included as a part of this whole celebration there would be like a like a matchmaking thing, if you will, that would happen where people would have a lottery of sorts where a man's name would be drawn and then a woman's name, and then that they would be coupled for the rest of the day or the whole duration of the entire festival. I mean, it kind of sounds like a swingers party where you get picked out of a jar with like a watch or something. Um so they're getting coupled up. They're going off and getting laid, whipping each other with animal skins. Um <laughs> Yeah. So that's like the ancient Romans version of Valentine's Day and so I don't know why it's <laughs> becoming this like huge day of love, but here we are. Um so as the holiday kind of spread um, throughout the centuries um, things got a little changed up so it changed from they, they would combine St. Valentine's Day where they would talk about the, the martyr of St. Valentine and Lupercalia and they wanted to get rid of the pagan rituals because of course that's what the Christians did they got rid of all the pagan stuff but they still kept it as their own um. so they got rid of all the blood and the murder and whipping and all that and then they wanted it to be more focused on a day of fertility and love <laughs> which I don't know how they went from murder and blood whipping and like sex parties to love but whatever, what do I know um, so there's this group called the Normans who celebrated a different holiday around that time that was called Gallatin's Day. It kind of sounds like Galentine's. Um, And it was meant it meant lover of women. So I think that also got mixed into everything. And then it just became, oh, it's a day of love where we just proclaim our love for whoever we're with. And then, of course, um, in the time of Shakespeare, he and chaucer really romanticized the day and then it just then it just went crazy um and then we have hallmark to blame in 1913 hallmark cards uh, began mass producing their valentine's cards and the rest is history and then the candy industry and all that you know jumped on board lingerie so now we have this horrible holiday where we all feel super pressured to do stuff for people. And then if we don't do enough, it's, it's like disappointment. And I just personally think it's a silly holiday. <laughs> and it's not because I've never had a good one. Although that does make me sound like I'm a little jaded from it. But I really have never had a good one. But I never really put a lot of pressure on it, you know? Like, even when I was married, I always bought myself flowers on Valentine's Day because, you know, my ex never really did stuff like that for me. Um, So I was buying flowers for myself before Miley Cyrus sang about it and made it cool. Um, In my high school, they always did this, like, carnation drive where if you gave a dollar, you, you could get a carnation sent to somebody in the school with a note. So it was like the cool thing to do. And if you got a lot of them, it was like, you know, you got some clout with it. Like, oh, you're you're so popular and cool because you got like five carnations. And all the money went to um, cancer research, I think. So everybody was doing it. And it reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls when they're handing out the, the candy canes. <laughs> And uh, he's like, you go, Glenn Coco. And then he's like, and none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. <laughs> so my mom knew that so many of the people at my sister's and my high school just sucked. You know, people are mean in high school. And so she secretly every year would buy several carnations for me and my sister and make the notes all different from anonymous or secret admirers. So then we could feel like, We were part of the cool, popular people. And I just thought that was so sweet. (laughs) I would rather get them from her than anyone else anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Valentine's Day is just, there's so much pressure and there doesn't need to be, you know? Like, I feel like everyday love should be celebrated and then not all this pressure on one day. And then, what, the rest of the year you can be... A shitty lover to the person you're with like i don't know um i did have one good valentine's date oh this was like maybe 12 years ago it was just a friend of mine um he was like let's go on a group date with a bunch of people we're going to an indian restaurant so it was my Valentine. we were just friends it was great it was fun we had great food great conversation with this whole group of people and it was super fun no pressure so I don't know I just I'm not on board with the pressure that we put on each other with these type of things you know like dating's hard enough being in a relationship is hard enough and then adding pressure of like all these holidays and like feeling like you have to do these big grand gestures on them like it's just so much I don't know maybe it's just me and my A black heart. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to tell a bad Valentine's date that I had. And funny enough, it was the month after Valentine's Day. But hear me out. Listen to the story (laughs) before y'all yell at me. So this was March of 20... I don't even remember what year it was. 2017? No, I think it was 2018. So I went down to Zion national park, which is in Southern Utah. It's one of the most amazing parks ever. If you come to Utah and there's only one national park that you can go to Zion's pretty great. So check it out. Um, I met my sister and her family down there and I wanted to go hike angels landing, which is one of the coolest but also scariest hikes on the planet (laughs) um and i wanted to go really early in the morning to like beat all the other traffic that was going to be there because it's a really popular hike i actually think now you have to win like a lottery to even hike it because they're trying to cut back on how many people are up there at a time because there's certain parts of it you can google it the images are horrifying if you're scared of heights um, there's parts of it where you're walking. It's like a very narrow pathway across, and then on both sides of you, it's like a thousand foot drop, and you're holding onto a chain, walking across this thing. <laughs> it's pretty terrifying. And if there's people coming down while you're going up, you have to like maneuver yourselves around each other while trying to hold onto the chain. Like it, it is pretty scary. So I was like, I want to go really early and beat some of the traffic up there. So I was crazy back then. (laughs) And I remember running for most of the hike up. It's like a bunch of switchbacks and it's pretty steep. And I just was like trying to get up there as quick as possible. I don't know why that was my goal, (laughs) but that's what I did. So while I'm going up there's a part where I had to wait for a group to pass me on the chains and it was this group of boys and they looked like college age, maybe a little bit older. And one of them was really cute. And I remember I, he just like stuck out to me and he said, hi. And he was like, Oh, it's beautiful up there. Cause I was almost to the top at this point. And I was like, Oh great. I mean, I've, I'd done it before, but I was like, Oh, awesome. Thank you. And then I was like, man, he's cute. Probably never see him again. Oh, well. So I go up, finish the hike And I happened to be the only person up at the top for like a good five minutes, which was awesome. Did some like really great meditation. Like it's just this incredible view of part of Zion Park. And I mean, you're up really high. That's why it's called Angel's Landing because you're like up super high. Anyway, so I just thought that was the end of that story. But later that night, I was scrolling on Instagram and I was searching... Hashtags for Zion. And I found his post with his friends at the top of Angel's Landing. And I was like, holy shit, that's the guy that I saw on the hike. So I ended up messaging him on Instagram. I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. We had a a moment today when we were hiking. Like I, I said something trying to be real cute. And he responded. He was like, Of course I remember you. I can't believe you found me on here. And so then anyway. Come to find out, he lived in Provo and I at the time was living in a neighboring city called Vineyard, which is about like 10, 50 minutes apart. And he was like, I would love to take you out and I would love to consider it a late Valentine's because I didn't have a Valentine's date this year. And I was like, oh, that's so cheesy, but whatever, like fine. So he was like, OK, great. So he plans the state to a a dessert place in Orem, Utah, called The Chocolate. It's just all desserts. It's pretty great if you like chocolate and sweets. And very quickly in our date, I realized that he was a little baby child man cub because he, I was 33 at the time. He was 25, like had just turned 25. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, great. Well, I'm on a date with a child. It's fine. So, little man cub wanted me to come see his house afterwards. And I thought, you know what? Why not? YOLO. <laughs> Is that even a thing still, YOLO? Um, so, we go to his house. He lives in Provo, like I said. And he lived with eight dudes. And I mean, man cub and his little cub litter mates were all still in college. So, it's a total college bro house. <laughs> you know. I'm like, wow, what am I doing? (laughs) So he gives me the tour of the house, and it's just exactly what you're picturing in your head right now. It's a college boy house. So then he's like, "Um, let's watch a movie in my room. And I'm like, okay, you know what, whatever. Maybe I'll at least hook up with him. He's cute. He's 25. He's still got energy and vigor. (laughs) Like, whatever. You know, I can't hate myself if I do it. So I'm like, sure, yeah, let's watch a movie. Um, so we go in his room, he shuts the door, and he, like, turns the TV on. And he's like, yeah, let's find something on Netflix. And then he goes into his closet, and he's like, I'm going to change into sweats. I'm like, okay, whatever, it's fine. He wants to be comfy. And then he comes out, and he's like, well, do you want a pair of sweats? And I was like, why? He's like, because it'll feel better. And I was like, what? will feel better. <laughs> and he was like, you know, like when we make out. And I like must have given him a weird look, and then it dawned on me and I was like, this boy is Uber Mormon. <laughs> and my the, my inklings were correct because I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, give me give me some sweats. I put sweats on. And then, like, probably five minutes into whatever we were watching, I don't even remember what it was, he, like, pounces on me, little man-cub with all his man-cub energy. We start making out, and then I'm like, okay. So I, like, try to, like, take some clothes off, and he stops me. He's like, let's keep the clothes on. And I'm like, okay, good good little Mormon boy, that's fine. You know, I used to be there. I used to not (laughs) be sexual and... You know, it's just a part, and it's not just the Mormon thing. I feel like anybody that's in a very religious culture, you know, they don't believe in sex before marriage. I used to be there, so, um, so I'm like, okay, we're keeping clothes on. That's fine. I guess we're just gonna make out for a little bit. And then I was just, I can't, okay. So there's this thing called dry riding (laughs) and maybe you guys have experienced this back when you were like in middle school or you know um this is a thing that happens a lot and like i was saying in very religious cultures a lot of times christian cultures where you know you don't have sex before you're married and so you're trying to get your jollies off but you can't take your clothes off or you feel like you can't and so you are rubbing against each other with clothes on until you guys come in your pants And that's what happened. I laid there while this man jackrabbited me for probably, like, a minute. And then he just rolls over. Like, I just had my eyes open and I was just watching him in morbid fascination. Like, this is happening. (laughs) And then he rolls over and he's like, oh, okay, well, let's keep watching the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to (laughs) go. And then I never spoke to him again. It just... Like, I'm just not there anymore, little man cub. Like, I'm too old to do that kind of shit. (laughs) You know, I respect boundaries, and I, you know, of course, would never push anybody to do anything that they didn't want to, but I don't want to do that. Like, I'm a grown up. I will take my clothes off. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, that was my late Valentine's Day bad date. And I just am not a fan of Valentine's Day. And I'm sorry you guys, but I'm not sorry about it. So to end, I wanted to talk about a message that I got asking for some dating advice. So this one came from Instagram. Um, I put up a story actually today asking for some examples of bad Valentine's dates. And there were some interesting ones. You know, nothing nothing too crazy. You know, there was one actually that was a little crazy. Um, they said they took this girl out. To dinner, they had matched on a dating app, and then during dinner, she ended up admitting that she was married and she wasn't interested in him, but her husband was out of town and she didn't want to spend Valentine's Day alone. Like, what the hell? (laughs) People, people are awful. Like, that poor guy. Um, Yeah, and there were a lot of other ones, like, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me on Valentine's Day, and, you know, things like that, which... That is hard. Breakups are hard no matter when they happen. But when it's a day where you feel so much pressure to have a love day with your lover, what an awful day to break up with somebody. Like, super selfish. So this message, um, this guy asked for some advice. So he said, just starting something with a girl I connected with on Instagram. And we love a DM sliding King shooting his shot on Instagram. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes it's a little cringy. So he goes on to say, we have only been on two dates. Should I be expected to do something for V-Day or nah? (laughs) So I'm going to go with nah, fam. Um, it's too early to be expecting anything big, grand, V-Day-esque. Like you guys have only hung out twice. Eh, I think I think I would skip it. And if she is expecting something from you, then she ain't the one, bro. Because that's so unrealistic this early and this fast. Think about how that will escalate to be bigger and expecting more and grander things as things progress. Like, that's not good. Um, So in my opinion, I would keep it casual. I wouldn't even go out or hang out on Valentine's Day with her. Um, maybe make plans with her next week, but not on that day. And I would do that so purposefully so that maybe she'll get the hint like, okay, like he's still interested, but we're not going to go out on that day. That's like the day that there's so much pressure, you know? Um, so yeah, that's my advice. Easy peasy. Um, so I know last week I did promise a spooky, scary story this week, but I'm going to let that... Go until next week so I'm sorry you're gonna have to wait one more week for my next scary ghost story (laughs) it's worth the wait I promise um so yeah anyway thank you guys again for listening I think it's crazy that anybody even listens to me sometimes because I just feel like I'm so out there and I talk about the most random shit but thank you all I appreciate each of you that listen um again if anybody wants to submit stories to me advice um anything i can keep everything anonymous um my submission email is spooky at gmail.com or you can find me on instagram it's ally aly underscore wednesday yes like the day of the week w-e-d-n-e-s-d-a-y um so have a great week Stay spooky and I'll be back next week.